everybody. It's me, Stu Helm, the Food Fan, and I am back in Food Fan headquarters. And I'm recording a solo section for you that is just called What'd You Eat? And you're familiar with the old What'd You Eat? Where'd You Eat? category. I'm just basically going to go through everything I ate since the last time I talked to you about everything I ate. And uh, I've been to quite a few places. I'd like to go check out the new places, hit up the old places, touch on my old favorites, try to make some new favorites. And I got a little bit of all of that in <clears throat> this section of what you eat. So uh, let me just say that I've been going on these uh, lunch junkets and these open lunches and stuff like that to uh, various places around town, usually within walking distance of my house and having lunch with various people. And so that's gone down a lot. And I have experienced something that I know everyone has experienced, which is um, lunch envy. Like I'll order something and they'll order something and then the food will come and my thing will be good and I'll enjoy it. But I'll be looking at their thing like, man, I should have ordered that. And uh, that happened to me a couple of times. And uh, but everything I have eaten since the last time I talked to you has been really good. Like even the things that I had some envy issues with, uh, you know, like the food was still really good. It's just the other thing looked even better. So let me go over some of the stuff. And uh, first of all, I want to say that I, I went to Buxton Hall on the day that it snowed like crazy. Like it didn't snow a lot. It just snowed like crazy. Like the wind was whipping and the snow was light and fluffy. And in my part of town anyways, which is the downtown South Slope, area uh it was like being inside of a snow globe that somebody was constantly shaking up it was it was blowing in every which direction and it was quite cold and i like that kind of weather but i like to be warm you know during cold weather i don't like to be freezing cold and so i bundled on up and i got outside and i started to hoof it towards i was going to go to bear's barbecue and just get something to grab and bring home and uh, it was so freaking cold out <laughs> that I decided to veer off and go into Buxton Hall Barbecue and sit down in the warmth and recharge uh, myself and eat indoors. And I figured it would be kind of dead inside because of the weather. I know that the locals hate cold weather and for the most part, the tourists really hate it too. But to some degree, you know, what are the tourists going to do? They're either going to go to Biltmore and spend the whole day inside or what, lounge around the hotel on a cold day? That sounds boring. Uh, and so Buxton Hall was actually banging. It was rocking. And I was fortunate. They sat me in a little seat that I kind of think that might be one of the last seats that they give to regular customers because it's right next to a window. So on a cold day, it might be a little chilly there. And it's right with your back right up against the action and a regular person might not dig that too much but I like it and they they know who I am and they know that I just want to sit where I can take decent pictures and be left alone like those are my requirements when I go into a restaurant by myself you know I just want to sit in a window seat or under a nice light and be able to take pictures and not be in the way you know uh, and so that happened at Buxton Hall. They sat me in this nice table and it was quite enjoyable. It was bustling inside, full of people, smelled great, very toasty, warm. And I couldn't help myself. I ordered the sausage plate. Like 
there's so much good food on that little tiny menu. I just want to order everything. The the brisket cheesesteak is just phenomenal. I, I got the chicken cheesesteak last week just for switch up, you know, and um, it was fantastic. I was really impressed. And uh, I love everything on their menu, like everything, even just like the salads are really awesome. Now, how often do I order the salads? Not very often because I am a gluttonous pig who likes to eat uh, like heavy duty food. That's what I like. So I ordered this um, sausage plate and it was two Vandalay farm sausages. One was uh, injected with cheddar cheese of, in some scientific manner that I don't quite understand. But there it is, a sausage with cheese in it, and then a regular sausage next to that, a kielbasa, I believe. And then I got two sides, which were, um, I've been getting, they've been making this broccoli and cheddar lately. I like that. And so it's pretty basic. And then I got uh, baked beans, I believe, something like that. Maybe mashed taters. I got mashed taters and gravy. All right. So that's what I got. And it was fantastically delicious. What can I say? I started talking into these things and I was like, yeah, I'll eat half of each sausage and half of each uh, thing, um, side dish. And I will take the rest home on this snowy, blustery day and I will eat it later today. So I don't have to leave the house again. I can just lounge around, watch TV and eat some sausages later. What could be better? And uh, so that was my intent upon tucking into these sausages. But the reality of the situation turned out to be that there was nothing left at the end of my journey through this plate of sausages and taters and broccoli and cheddar. I crushed it all. It was so fantastically delicious. You can see pictures of it on my Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash stewhelmfoodfan. And uh, you can see, especially the cheddar one was really cool looking because some of the cheese had oozed out and gotten kind of burnt on the outside, which of course is very delicious. And um, so, yeah, man, my intent to save half of this for later did not work out. I crushed the whole thing and I ordered a piece of their salted honey pie, which when that's on the menu, get it. That's even if you're still full, I was too full to eat, to sit and eat honey pie, but I, um, so I got it to go and uh, that I ate it later and it was unbelievably delicious. It's one of my favorite desserts in all of Asheville and absolutely one of my favorite, favorite desserts when it's on the menu at Buxton Hall. So there you go. That was my Buxton Hall snowy, blustery, wintry adventure last, uh, I think that was just last Saturday. And then it was like, I don't know, 70 degrees a day later. I don't remember. The, the seasons are happening like spring, summer, winter, like those are three days, not three seasons here in Asheville. Um, so it's hard to know what's going on these days. I'm more confused than ever. I'm like a squirrel or a bird or a plant. I'm like, oh, what season is it? I don't know. I started to blossom and then it got super cold. Um, anyways, so th the result of me eating all of this food was that I no longer had the ability to have something to eat later on in the day when I got home. So I, I didn't, I was counting on the second half of that sausage plate to eat later on. So I no longer had that because I had pigged out. Now, that could be enough food for the whole day. You know, with me, I'm a small person and that might've been enough food for the whole day. I didn't wanna 
I didn't want to risk it though. So I, I actually held to my original plan and I hoofed it over to the Bears barbecue food truck. And they are parked in front of their indoor, their newish indoor dining area. And so I ordered some food to go from Bears. I got my usual, uh, oh, you heard earlier in the show, an interview with Alex. I got the meatloaf sandwich and the bear balls and they were amazing. And I sat inside and waited for them so I wasn't freezing cold. And by that time I had kind of uh, become inured to the cold a little bit and had also gotten some calories inside of me to burn up and give me some warmth for my walk home. So I took my Bears, I walked home True story, I was not full again for like another, or I was not hungry again for another like 24 hours. And so I didn't get to that Bears barbecue until a day later. Um, but that, that was my adventure and well worth it. I enjoyed the walk in the snow. It was, you know, real cold uh, and stuff. But I, one, one thing I love about the cold is being in the warmth after being in the cold, like walking into a warm restaurant that smells good, full of people and bluster and or like, you know, bustle, hustle and bustle and stuff. It's, it's nice to me. I like that. So, okay. That was one place I ate. I also ate lunch uh, with Patty Riles. who did some Asheville food uh, tour lunch junkets. We went to Blackbird and we went to Twisted Laurel. And we had a great lunch at both. And it was at Twisted Laurel that I had the most lunch envy. Patty, I think, got the, Patty, Patty got the fried chicken, I believe. Or maybe, maybe he got the burger. He got the bur smash burger. And so did our other lunch partner got the smash burger. And I got the sausage, like the Italian sausage hoagie. And it was good. I, I enjoyed it. I ate the whole thing. Crushed it. But... Man, I wish I had ordered that burger. The burger at Twisted Laurel is phenomenal. I just, it's a smash burger. It's all crispy on the outside. The cheese is American cheese. God bless American cheese. And um, it melts all over the place. It, it's just a phenomenal burger. So I'm sitting there completely consumed with lunch envy while I'm eating my sausage sub, Italian sausage sub, which as I said, was good and I crushed it. But I have these images in my head or in my memory and you know we eat when we eat we bring a lot of memory to the table a lot of nostalgia a lot of expectations and stuff and so i had these expectations of these i used to get these awesome sausage sandwiches right outside of fenway park at like two in the morning when the bars on uh geez i forget the name of that street it's been a long time since i've lived in boston so people from boston can tell can remind me the name of that street and there were some nightclubs and there were always food vendors lined up for when the nightclubs closed. And I, if I had enough money after drinking myself silly, I would get one of these sausage subs and they were oh, like mind blowingly good. And so that's my memory, my image. It's hard to compete with that. Hence the lunch jealousy, the, the lunch gels, as they say, as no one says, but me just now. Um, and then, uh, Blackbird, I went to Blackbird there. I got the burger. I had learned my lesson and I learned it well. And the burger was awesome. Now it's a heavy duty burger. It's two patties. It's got some sauteed mushroom action on it and stuff. And it's big and it's bulky and it's going to fill you the F up like without a doubt. And so when you get this burger, come hungry. 
Now, if I, I was about to go do a tour, food tour right after this lunch, or I would only eat in half the burger, but I ended up crushing the whole burger. Man, was I full. I was very, 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 very full. And it was, it was delicious. Super high recommends for the burger at Blackbird. And uh, Patty got, uh, I think he got a Cuban and the, uh, the Cuban at Blackbird is kind of like getting some traction as a, as a great Cuban in downtown. Now I, I always say, you guys are probably tired of hearing me say it, but I always say I didn't grow up eating Cubans. I don't have a good judge. Like I'm not a good judge of Cubans. They all leave me a little, I've never had a Cuban that I was like, damn, this is my sandwich of the year. I'm, I'm perhaps not a fan of Cuban sandwiches. I'm not sure. I don't know. I haven't had one that blew my socks off. They all seem kind of basically the same to me. So yeah, you can pillory me, write, write me your hate mail on your card, send your cards and letters to the internet and uh, tell me, and tell me who's got the best Cuban in town. And the, the, the fact is I don't care because <laughs> people can tell me who's got the best Cuban in town all day long and it has zero effect on my decision making because i'm not in i'm not hunting for the best cuban because it's not my favorite sandwich any hoodles patty loved it man he loves a good cuban and so he he gives the one at blackbird very high recommendations so i i encourage you to get that now uh on the polar opposite side of burgers and sausage plates and stuff like that and uh i went to session cafe which is located inside of citizen vinyl which is located in the old asheville citizen times building which is located right next to the grove arcade which is located downtown and so uh that's how you find that and i popped in there the other day just to grab a small bite before i did a food tour i didn't want to load up just in case some sometimes even though i'm not on the list to eat at the restaurants they throw food at me so i have to be prepared for that they want me to try the food on the tour and i understand that they they want me to take a picture of it and i do not say no when they throw food at me so just a little wee little light bite before the tour i popped into session cafe and they had small pieces of quiche. They looked delicious. I ordered one. It, I was surprised it came with a nice little side salad, like a tiny little side salad. So it was exactly the perfect thing for what I wanted right then. And the quiche was very delicious and the side salad was excellent. And I ate every molecule on the plate and I was not stuffed. I was just feeling good and did my tour and it was great. And I mentioned session a lot. I ate a wonderful, like, uh, fixed meal there last week with Chef Santiago Vargas. But um, I, and I'm. Uh, it seems like people are finding it. Uh, it was. It's a little off the beaten path. But when I popped in to have this piece of quiche, it was it was rocking in there, and there was a lot of people, and it looked like a lot of tourists. And it's an interesting facility where they have a vinyl press inside. I'm sure I mentioned this last week. And they're pressing records and you can watch and it's fascinating. I, I like the part where they trim off the excess vinyl from each disc around the edge. It's like one of those YouTube videos that you could watch forever of some machine doing some task because that's exactly what it is. It's a machine doing a task forever and it's quite hypnotic. 
Um, but the food is excellent. The, the drinks, the coffee are also excellent. The mocktails are excellent. I didn't have drinks, coffee, or mocktails with my quiche. I just know that from past experiences. And so, yeah, very super high recommends for Session Cafe. Like, don't sleep on it. The atmosphere is great. And, um, yeah, it, does, it seems like it's going to get took over by uh, tourism, by the tourists, which is great for the session. They'll make a lot of money off of the tourists. Uh, and I, I hate it, though. I wish the whole town was abandoned. My favorite time of my life was in the shutdown when everything was, I left my house and it was like that TV show, Life After People or Earth After People, something like that. And I was like, yeah, this is awesome. This is like being the Omega Man. I was like going to kick in the window of the local department store and, and put on a three-piece polyester suit, just like in that movie. Anybody? Anybody seen the Omega Man? I think it got remade as I Am Legend. Um, anyhow, yeah, I'm just kidding about all that. I hated the shutdown, but it was kind of cool uh, for me, a loner, to be, um, to be in a place with no other people <laughs> in a city. I walked downtown, nobody there. Weird. You remember when there was a bear downtown uh, during the shutdown and they had to just like let it go? Like, <laughs> there you go, bear. Just keep on walking. Nothing to see here. Literally nothing. Um, okay. I don't know why I'm talking about all that. Let's talk about uh, the future. Who doesn't love talking about the future? Um, I am in the process of planning Punk Rock Hot Dogs 2022. I have three restaurants on board. Uh, we have Bears Barbecue. They are always game for anything. And I just talked to Alex at the beginning of this show. So you know that they are game for to compete. So they're, they're throwing down second year in a row with um, punk rock hot dogs. Last year, they famously made one that you could smoke weed through and they provided a Delta eight nug for every judge and a mini Bic. And sure enough, the judges all went outside and smoked this Delta eight nug through this hot dog. And it was fantastic. Like one of the greatest moments in culinary history, in my opinion. <laughs> um, and then also competing is Chef Chris Cox, uh, known as Burger Boy, part of the Burger Gang, always all caps for Burger Gang for some reason, I'm not sure why. And then uh, Chef Chris Cox competed and won last year with his, uh, I forget what the um, dog was called, but he won the People's Choice. And that's, you know, the People's Choice was legit at the, punk rock hot dogs. That's one of the things that I specifically worked on was making sure that the people's choice was legit, like forcing the people to try all 10 hot dogs. Like at typically the people's choice, the people go into a food event. Let's just make one up. They go into the, the cheese steak battle and they uh, try one. Oh, I'm already kind of full. How many more can I fit in me? They try three or four and then they're out, they vote and they're out. And there can be like, you know, uh, up to six or whatever competitors that they didn't even try. And they usually go to their favorite and they go to their favorite from last year first. And so that's part of why you have the same people winning the people's choice year after year after year. Not saying the vault doesn't make a great burger and that they don't deserve every win they got because they do. Uh, but there's a reason why I made it so that the people at the hot dog, the, the people 
with a capital P at the uh, uh, hot dog thing had to try all 10 hot dogs. Uh, at least, at least they had to, they got all ten hot dogs. Like that was part of the deal. You pay your ticket price, you walk in the door, you get all ten hot dogs. So why wouldn't you try a bite of each one? You get all kinds of to-go wares too, so you don't have to eat all of every hot dog because it's quite a chore. Anyhow, um, I'm totally veering off the tracks here, but that is uh, that's because Chris Cox won the People's Choice last year, which is legit at the hot dog thing, and. This year, he's not with the Malvern anymore. He's with Mother Ocean Market. So I, I kind of love the idea of a fish store being in the hot dog competition. Now, last year, the judges literally gave their award to not kidding an octopus leg on a bun. Like the octopus leg was braised and delicious i guess i mean it, it was i i took a bite it it was awesome and the judges gave it huge scores and it won so <laughs> this year i don't think that they're gonna uh i don't that that would be weird if somebody else submitted an octopus leg because that would just be totally biting on last year's winner but it's odd that a it's odd and wonderful that a fish store is competing in the um uh, hot dog throwdown and uh, in case you don't know mother ocean market located up there on merriman avenue and uh third to sign up and i'm gonna have 10 com competitors uh eventually and this all happens in july so way ahead of the game in terms of getting the word out there july 30th mark your calendars tickets will go on sale tickets will be limited um it's not just going to be open to the public it's going to be like pre-ticket sales and um so keep an eye out for that and our third competitor to step up so far is another one from last year and from the very first one we did in 2019 and that is storm rumbar and bistro and chef jay medford brings more uh couldn't care less attitude to the hot dog uh throwdown than anyone else's he takes that punk rock title very seriously or very not seriously and he just makes the craziest hot dog and he and he he just last year he threw these japanese takis on top of the dog that were like all blue and weird looking and he brings it man like jay's a competitor he competes in every thing i've ever done that he's qualified to compete in like he didn't do the pizza thing he doesn't do pizza uh but yeah jay at storm rumbar and bistro he's he's a gamer man he's game to do these things and i love him for it and he always says yeah i i don't mind i don't mind losing again and i reminded him that one year stephen goff told me when he signed up for the hot dog, punk rock hot dog uh, competition in 2019, he told me I never win anything. And then he won that year. And that was with the judges. And uh, now he's a judge. So, all right, that's punk rock hot dogs. And that's coming up in July. And I don't have any other events coming up in between. They're too much work, y'all. And one day I'll describe to you exactly how much work it takes to put on an event. Anyways, I'm going to sign off. I just want to remind you to please check out my website, stuhelmfoodfan.com. Please follow me on Facebook, Instagram. And if you're into politics, follow me on Twitter. I don't do much food on politics. I mostly do on Twitter. I mostly do politics. But please follow me on Facebook and Instagram for food. And uh, please sign up for my newsletter at Substack, substack.com. 
com slash Stu Helm. And I think, I never know with Substack, you can find it. And uh, that's about that. If, if you want to be on the show, just shoot me an email, Stu Helm, A-V-L at gmail.com. That's Stu Helm, A-V-L at gmail.com. And I, I'm interested in interviewing food growers, food makers, food sellers. And I don't mind, and I enjoy actually interviewing other eaters. Like I am tempted to just turn this into a show strictly where I interview eaters, but I do love to interview the chefs and the farmers and the cooks and the chocolatiers and all of that too. So if you do any of that stuff, drop me a line. All right, folks, have a great day. Eat something awesome and tell me about it online. Take care.